Live from Dataok Studio in Paris, I'm your host, Raphael. Welcome to a new episode of Dataok e-commerce podcast. Wow. In our previous episode, we talked about the art and science of Amazon product detail page or PDP optimization. Today, a completely new topic. We're going to discuss Amazon sponsored ads. And if you're not familiar with terms such as PPC, ACoS or Amazon sponsored display ads, Don't panic and stay tuned, we'll break it down for you. Pratik, Amazon expert at Dataok, is in the studio today to enlighten us on this topic. Pratik, bonjour. Bonjour, Raphael. Okay. Okay, Pratik, so let's start at the beginning. What are Amazon-sponsored product ads? Well, so Raphael, there's actually three kinds of ad campaigns on Amazon. Sponsored product ads, sponsored brand ads, and sponsored display ads. Uh, I, I think today we should limit ourselves to talking about sponsored product ads, uh, you know, because uh, this is a huge discussion in and of itself. So Amazon displays these at the top, in the middle, and towards the bottom of uh, search results pages. Uh, they also show sponsored product ads on product detail pages. So basically, they're everywhere. Uh, of late, in fact, some people are of the opinion that, uh, you know, ads are compromising the, the, the user experience on Amazon. Uh, people ate hats, <laughs> not just on Amazon. Particularly. Yeah, I, I think the way to differentiate uh, between organic search results and uh, sponsored product ads is you'll see the word sponsored uh, underneath the image of every sponsored product. Um, uh, though though, though it's, it's in a very small font, uh, so it's easy to miss. Uh, and, and it operates on a PPC model. Well, wait, uh, what's a PPC model? <laughs> I, I, I love how you really break it down <laughs> for our listeners, Raphael. Uh, so, so PPC stands stands for pay-per-click, uh, which means if you're the advertiser, you pay only when someone uh, actually clicks on your ad. Uh, you, you do not pay for impressions. Uh, once you've set your Amazon ads up, Amazon will display your product uh, uh, you know, uh, to shoppers for certain search queries uh, based on the criteria you choose while uh, setting your ad up. Uh, so, so if 10 people click on your ad uh, and only one of them actually buys your product, you will be charged uh, for the 10 You'll clicks. You'll be charged um, for the 10 clicks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all 10, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so Amazon reports this charge as a percentage for the total sale value and labels it as uh, advertising cost of sale or, or in short, uh, ACoS. Uh, you know, uh, so, so the lower your ACoS, the better your ad is performing. Uh, an ACoS of zero would mean you spend nothing and yet make a sale. Uh, a high ACoS on the other hand signals an underperforming ad. Uh, it, it just means you're spending more uh, to reach your target audience and you're making through sales and are in danger of losing money on the ad itself. Uh, okay, so you're basically saying that always aim for low ACoS, right? <laughs> well, it's it's tricky, actually. The, the thing is, it depends entirely on your goals. Uh, so sometimes retailers don't mind high ACoS. Um, so for example, if they're trying to create brand awareness or you know dominate a certain category or trying to clear unsold inventory, uh, in, in those circumstances, a high ACoS cost is actually acceptable. Uh, hmm. And in fact, uh, sometimes a low A cost is counterintuitive. Uh, for example, if you bid low, uh, you, you run the risk of not getting enough visibility for your products. Right, and, uh, right. Yeah, and the improved long-term organic ranks you could have generated through higher bidding, higher visibility, and increased sales will not manifest. And in the long run, uh, you will have actually paid more on advertising just because of the, the, you know, the, the penny-wise <laughs> and pound-foolish approach. Okay, let, let's back up, uh, Pat. Why are listeners sure care about Amazon ads, really. 
Well, simply because uh, you will only sell if your product is uh, visible. And if your product is uh, not ranking well organically, uh, then advertising is the next best option you have. Um, you know, so, so we've already covered SEO, you know, the importance of good organic ranks and the steps you can take to improve your organic ranks in our previous episodes. Um, mm-hmm. As such, yeah, as, as such, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we should just focus on advertising this time. Yep. So, so remember that over 90% of product page views on Amazon still result from organic search results, which which means advertising is still small. But this is where it becomes interesting because though small, you know, advertising is an incredibly powerful tool at your disposal uh, to boost your organic ranks and therefore improve visibility. Well, wait, organic ranks, you say? <laughs> let, let, let me explain. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so traffic and sales are among the most important metrics Amazon considers, you know, when, when deciding search result ranks. So now if, if your product is not ranking well organically and you choose to uh, run ads, um, you know, essentially in the short term, you're boosting visibility by paying for it. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, because you are more visible to shoppers, you will start to generate higher traffic, and that will invariably result in increased uh, sales. Mm. Um, Amazon's algorithm will consider the increase in traffic and sales for your product and improve your organic search result rank, uh, which means you can run ads for a while, improve your organic ranks, and then stop the ads, but still benefit from them. (laughs) Okay, so basically, uh, Pratik, you're saying that advertising also helps improve a product's organic rank and that it will help creating that infamous flywheel effect. <laughs> exactly, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> how about that, people? Okay, now let's get into the concrete part. Can you tell listeners how they can set ads up? Sure. Um, look, here, here's the thing, though. The, the, there's a ton of YouTube videos yeah. out there which you know which run you through the steps of uh, setting up an ad campaign on Amazon. Uh, besides, I think a visual medium like YouTube might be better suited uh, f- for that kind of uh, uh, stuff. Uh, so I think today I'd like to talk more about the strategic aspects of setting up ad campaigns. Uh, that is, uh, not the operational stuff, but more you know about the thought process and intelligence you need to set up a successful Amazon ad campaign. Um, so, so there's two kinds of ad campaigns, automatic targeting and manual targeting. Um, Automatic campaigns are are the easiest to set up. Uh, That's because Amazon systems will do the work for you. You do not have to select the keywords on which to run the ads. Um, You know, Amazon has a pretty sophisticated backend. Uh, They will study the correlations between the product you're selling, the the category you're listed in, the keywords that you have on your listing, the search queries used by shoppers to find products like yours, and and then decide which keywords to run ads on. Uh, Once the ads have generated some sales, uh, Amazon systems uh, you know, will learn from the information, get smarter, and optimize your campaign even further. Uh, the downside is uh, because Amazon is making the decisions, you have less control over uh, which keywords uh, you know the ad is being run on and, and the amount being bid. Hmm. Um, Risky. Th- yeah. <laughs> the, the second kind is manual targeting. Uh, as the name suggests, uh, this is well um, manual <laughs> and mm-hmm. requires more effort uh, effort in uh, setting up. Um, you know, when setting up a manual campaign, uh, you can either go for keyword targeting or product targeting. Uh, this means you will either choose to show your product for a set of uh, uh, shopper search queries, that's keyword targeting, or on certain product pages belonging to competitors, that's uh, product targeting. Uh, the former, though, is, is more common. Uh, so, so the foundation of uh, every good ad campaign lies in selecting the right keywords, that is, uh, choosing the keywords in which to bid. Uh, because remember, fr- from my previous uh, two podcasts uh, you know, on Amazon, Everything starts with keywords. Uh, shoppers start the search by typing something uh, in the search field, and Amazon then displays related products. Now, now, in order for you to signal to Amazon that your product is a related product, you need to have the right keywords on your listing. 
Or if, if you want to display an ad, let's say for a related pro uh, product, you ought to have been running the ad on the right set of keywords. Uh, that is, sh uh, keywords shoppers are likely to use, uh, you know, to, to search for products like yours uh, and for which you are currently not ranking high organically. You, you know, uh, you know. let me just reiterate that last sentence because I think that's uh, crucial. You want to bid on keywords which uh, shoppers are likely to use to search for products like yours. Uh, and at the same time, also happen to be keywords for which you are currently not ranking high organically. Because if you are already ranking high organically on a keyword, you have no need to run an ad on it. Uh, I know we talked about it in previous episode and you guys might think we're, we're obsessed about keywords. <laughs> uh, but... How are people supposed to find those keywords? <laughs> well, if, if it were that easy, you know, everyone would be doing 100 million selling on Amazon. <laughs> but, but that's where analytical tools like Datahog create value. Uh, let, let me give you an example. And here's the thing, uh, you know, uh, whether you use Datahawk or any other Amazon analytics uh, tool like Jungle Scout or SellerApp or Helium 10 or Celix, uh, the, the approach will more or less be the same. Uh, that's because keyword rank tracking today is a rudimentary function that everyone offers. And, and there's only one logical way to do it. Um, so you, so you start by creating a project. Uh, so, so let's say create a project on Datahawk with the products uh, which are not selling well, right? And for any one of those products in the project, uh, look at the keywords it's ranking for uh, and the corresponding ranks. To do that on Datahawk, you can click on a keyword tracker tab. Um, when you scroll down, you'll see a grid with all the keywords the particular product is ranking for. The, the monthly search volume for each of those keywords and the rank of each keyword over time. It's, it's literally that simple. Um, you know, j just look at the keyword or keywords that you're not ranking well for. If they also have a high search volume, that's it. Those are the keywords you will bid on. Um, oh, uh, uh, there's also the keyword lookup tool, uh, which really is a feature that sets Datahawk apart. Uh, the keyword lookup is yet another tab, and it's uh, uh, just next to the keyword tracker tab. Uh, the keyword lookup shows you all the keywords the particular product has ranked for historically. This means if at some point of time in the past, the product appeared in search results for keywords other than those you're already tracking, you'll see them here. And unless you're sitting with a crystal ball, there's no way you're tracking all the keywords your product has appeared in search results for. That's a pretty, pretty <laughs> strong uh, feature here. Yeah. Uh, so, so browse through the list of keywords here and, and take the ones which have a, a high search volume and a poor rank. Uh, that is where you're not ranking well and add them to the list of keywords on which uh, you will run ads. Uh, uh, just so you know, you can do all of the above, not only for your uh, for your own product, uh, but also for those of your competitors. Uh, that means uh, just take a competing product and Datahawk will show you all the keywords a competing product is ranking well for and the corresponding search volumes. And, and you can add those keywords too uh, to your uh, to your ad campaign. Now, now, this is a really powerful feature which you can leverage to rank ahead of uh, uh, competition. Uh, of course, it would be ideal to also add these keywords to, uh, to, to your product detail pages, uh, you know, of, of related products as well. You know, so for example, you can throw in those words in the title, the bullet points, the description, the back end, and so on. Um, you can also check out our e-commerce podcast episode uh, uh, four, the, the science and art of uh, PDP optimization. Uh, for, for, you know, you, you'll find more information on uh, listing optimization using keywords there. Uh, Pat, you mentioned something about product targeting. Uh, can that help with that too? Yes. I know the answer, but... <laughs> 
go ahead. <laughs> yes, of course. So as as mentioned earlier, with the product targeting, you want to show your product ads to shoppers who are searching for competitors' products. At DataHawk, we track the top 100 selling products across every single Amazon category. That that's over 20,000 categories. That means two million top selling products across categories. So so open the project with the product you want to run ads on. Uh, click on the product. Just go to the sales rank tracker tab. You you will um, you will see how your product particular product is ranking in which Amazon category. Uh, just click on the one that's most relevant. That is you know the the one where you have the best rank. Um, the, the top 100 selling products from that category will be displayed. Just export them as an Excel file and import the ASINs onto Amazon. Um, of course, you may want to go through the list and remove certain products that you think aren't competitors. So for example, products uh, from your own brand. <laughs> well, here's a tip though. Uh, you want to show your product uh, ad uh, on those product pages which either have a higher price than yours or if lower priced have a lower star rating. The point being, you want to show your ad only uh, on those competing product pages where you're either offering a lower price or a better product because that's the only incentive a shopper will have for clicking uh, clicking on your ad. If the competing product is lower priced and has a better star rating, the shopper literally sees no reason to click on your product ad. <laughs> I say it once, I say it again, that <laughs> out can really help sellers with their ad strategy and definitely give them a competitive oh yeah, for edge. for sure. Okay. Can you tell our listeners, Pat, a little more about the difference between broad, exact, and phrase match? For those who are familiar with Google Ads, for example, it's pretty much similar. Uh, yes, yes, for sure. So, so while setting up a manual campaign, you'll be asked uh, to choose between a broad, exact, or phrase match. Uh, let me quickly explain what these are. So broad match. You will appear for the keywords you've chosen, even if the search query has them in a different order. So for example, you will also appear for related keywords. Uh, you know, if your keyword, let's say, is Peruvian coffee, uh, you, you will appear for strong Peruvian coffee, uh, Peruvian coffee mild, uh, and also Peruvian single origin coffee. Uh, this option is more expensive because you will be appearing for search queries which are less related to, uh, to your product, uh, but that means it's also less uh, targeted. So more expensive and less targeted. Yep, mm. yep. <laughs> okay. uh, for the phrase match, uh, this means you will be bidding to appear for searches with the exact keywords in the exact order as chosen by you. However, you will also be bidding to appear for uh, queries with the additional words before or after the exact keywords chosen by you. Uh, so that means if we go back to the example uh, from broad match, if your keyword is Peruvian coffee, you will still appear for strong Peruvian coffee uh, and Peruvian coffee mild, but not for Peruvian single origin coffee because of the two words that are mm -hmm, between mm -hmm. Peruvian and coffee, right? Uh, and for the exact match, as the name suggests, you will appear only for searches with the exact words as your keywords. Uh, any additional words before or after or in between and you will not appear. Uh, but just so you know, all of these three types allow for plurals and, you know, a singular and uh, misspelling as well. Uh, well, that's it. So once you've selected the match type, just import the keywords you had narrowed down upon uh, into Amazon. Uh, okay, so now that we have our ad campaign set up, how do you go about managing them? As in, how would you keep track of how much you're spending on ads, the traffic being generated by the ads, and so on? I mean, no one wants to fly <laughs> blind, you know, like... Yeah, yes, of course. Good Me question. included. <laughs> and, 
and you know what my belief there is. Uh, what you cannot measure, you cannot manage. Damn right. <laughs> so, so I'll tell you how Datahawk can help you with campaign management. So Datahawk not only helps you with setting your ad campaigns up, it also allows you to monitor your campaigns, analyze them, and optimize them. So with Datahawk, you can download your ad performance uh, data in a daily, weekly, monthly, or historical format. Uh, so Amazon provides ad, ad performance data for just 60 days. That means if you want ad performance data for longer than that, you can't get it from Amazon. On the other hand, Datahawk stores years worth of ad performance data, allowing you to seamlessly access historical data like uh, you know impressions and clicks, uh, you know click-through rates, cost per click, um, you know your ad spend and your ad sales, and um, you know your Amazon ACoS, your total ACoS, your conversion rate and your total sales, your organic sales, organic sales weight, uh, post ads margin, you know, and all of this information is is shown on a dashboard with graphs as well uh, as well, uh, so as to help you make uh, sense of the data. Uh, our graphs enable you know faster decision making at your end. You're able to see patterns and correlations and things like that. Uh, so for example, you'll see a graph uh, showing the uh, the day-wise correlation between your ad spend and your ad sales. So when you visualize this in, uh, the info this way, you know exactly whether or not your ad campaigns are working. You don't have to think or guess or assume. It's, it's right there be, be, before your eyes. And what's more, uh, we get really granular, uh, you know, uh, because along with the ad spend and sales graphs, we show you the daily click-through rate as well. Uh, so this tells you, of the people who saw your ad, how many actually clicked on it. If you see that the CTR is low, it could signal that the keywords you're bidding on are actually irre uh, irrelevant. Um, so, so remember the Peruvian coffee example? Uh, so people could be typing Peruvian coffee decaf, and just because you went with the broad match in the term Peruvian coffee, you ad will appear, but your, ad, your coffee is not decaf, and as such, you will see a low CTR. But you can solve this problem by adding the word decaf to the negative keywords list on Amazon. The negative keyword list ensures your ad does not appear if a shopper uses a search term that has a word that you've added to the negative keyword list. We also show you the average conversion rate or, or CVR. So if you have a high click-through rate but a low CVR, it could signal a problem with your product's listing. The, the reason I say that, Raphael, is, is after a shopper cl uh, uh, clicks on your ad, uh, they're taken to the product's listing. Once there, if they don't make a purchase, uh, it, it, it's most likely uh, because you know important product feature information is, let's say, missing in the, uh, in, in the bullet points or, or the images are just not compelling enough. Uh, essentially, the real part power of Datahawk advertising is the ability to see correlations. When you correlate the ads, uh, ad spend, your ad sales, your CTR, your conversion rates, and other metrics, you start to see crystal clear patterns and are able to draw insights to help you optimize your campaigns. Now, of course, you can see all the graphs uh, and important uh, KPIs, not just at a product level, but also at a, a project level. Uh, th that is, for all the products that you're uh, running sponsored ads on. Um, at the end of the day, Raphael, PPC campaign metrics are a series of math equations. As you investigate what caused your Amazon A cost to increase, you know, you approach uh, each PPC metric individually and look for disproportionate changes. But by conducting root cause analysis on your PPC campaigns, you can focus on what's driving your trends and determine your uh, best course of action to achieve your A cost goals. Again, what you cannot measure, you cannot manipulate. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pratik, can you give our listeners some some good tips? You know, something that can really help them on a day to day basis. 
give them, I don't know, a bag of tips, not just a couple of tips, a bag of tips, a back to go, you know, how do you call that? Like a doggy bag of tips, like please, just something so they can go home with it. Okay, let's see. Well, so something definitely to keep in mind is when you launch an ad campaign, you won't have sufficient campaign data for about a week. For, yeah, for about a week, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, right. So also for the first couple of weeks, it'll seem like you're losing money on every sale. Don't panic. <laughs> that is, your, your ACOS will be higher than your break-even ACOS. Uh, but, but, you know, just know that it's perfectly normal. Once a system understands the correlation between your products uh, and, and shoppers' search queries, your product ads and the ensuing con uh, uh, conversions, it will make smarter decisions and your ACOS will start to fall. Um, be patient, be patient. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, as far as bid value goes, I, I find Amazon's suggested bid to be a little conservative. I, I would recommend increasing it by 25% to, uh, to start with. Um, I, I would also recommend keeping the keyword list small so you can maximize your bids on the most important ones. You know, rather than just spreading your budget over too many keywords uh, and not being able to bid substantially on any of them. Um, also remember, when starting a, a new automatic targeting campaign, I recommend going with dynamic bids up and down. That allows Amazon to adjust the bids both up and down in real time, uh, depending on their perceived likelihood of the ad resulting in a sale for you. So what that means is, if Amazon thinks you have a high likelihood of making a sale uh, for a particular search query, they will raise the bid value and uh, you used while setting your ad campaign up, uh, and they can increase the bid by as much as 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Similarly, if Amazon thinks you're less likely to make a sale on a given uh, search for a given keyword, they will lower the bid to below the value you used uh, during uh, setup. Uh, on the other hand, while setting up manual campaigns, I suggest going with dynamic bids uh, down only. Uh, the reason being, manual campaigns are generally created after you've already created an automatic campaign for certain keywords, and now you want to further boost the impressions, clicks, and conversions, right, for those keywords. And thus, you want to be more aggressive. And uh, creating a manual campaign to give you more control at a micro level. So the down only option helps ensure your ad dollars aren't wasted. Um, also, with manual campaigns, I recommend uh, going with all three match types you know, uh, broad, phrase, and exact for all your keywords. Uh, just let them run. S some keywords will do well for broad, some for uh, phrase, and some for exact. Study the data and then start optimizing. You know, w when measuring the success of a campaign, don't look at just uh, uh, the campaign's ACoS. Instead, look at the correlation of, uh, you know, sales, organic rank, sales rank, and ad spend. Uh, th that means even if your total ACoS is higher than your break-even ACoS, uh, you know, as, as long as your product's organic rank is improving and your share of organic sales is improving, the ad campaign's purpose is served. So, so Rafael, look, Amazon's pages are becoming valuable virtual real estate. Uh, you know, we've seen brands bidding on branded keywords for other brands as well. Uh, so, for example, if you're Asics and, you know, Adidas is your competitor. So Asics may want to bid on keywords like Adidas tennis shoes. This way, even if a shopper searches for Adidas tennis shoes on Amazon, ASICs can show their products in search results and hope to drive customers away. Conversely, we've seen brands bidding on keywords for their own brands uh, to ensure that competitors don't lure shoppers away. Uh, that means, you know, in order to starve off the threat of ASICs diverting shoppers uh, to their products, Adidas would uh, bid on keywords like Adidas tennis shoes. And if they bid higher than ASICs, then naturally the latter won't appear in search results and Adidas will have a higher likelihood of making wow. the sale. All right, that's a wrap, people. Hope you learn a lot about Amazon sponsored ads, how to set them up, and how that out can help you on it. Thanks a lot, Pratik. And <laughs> Thank you see for you having the me. Next episode of that out e commerce podcast. Bye bye. Bye bye.